Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. How's everybody doing? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, you guys. Praise the Lord, you guys. Praise the Lord. Praise him. How y'all doing? Wonderful. Good. That's what I like to hear. Praise the Lord to you too, Roderick. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Good to see you guys once again. <clears throat> Good to see y'all. Glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Yes, sir. Glad to be feeling at least better than we were this past, past week. I'm still not completely there. I still have a cough. I've got a cough drop in as we speak, so I'm hoping I don't cough too much on this Bible study. Hopefully this cough drop will help me because I definitely have still been coughing. But nonetheless, God has been good. Uh, I do want to thank God for still being here. Um, could have been somewhere else at this moment, but God has been gracious. So I do give God honor and thanks for that. It is good to see each and every one of you guys um, still in the measure of health that God has given us, uh, no matter what it is. Uh, we still just thank God for giving us that amount of health because he can always make it worse. Um, I know you guys have heard me say it before. Um, if I were God hearing the amount of complaining we do, you know, I probably would say, you know what? <laughs> I'll make things even worse on them since they keep complaining so much. So I thank God that I'm not God. Uh, I thank God that he is more gracious, more, more loving than I am. But I am trying to get to that same level of love uh, because I understand that would be wrong. Uh, so I do thank God for everything that he's did uh, for us, each and every one of us, over the span of our lives. So, as I said, hopefully I won't cough too much tonight. Um, if I feel the need to, I'll try my best to um, <laughs> try to get out the uh, out of the uh, recording with that. And so tonight we are going to come from the book of Second Timothy uh, in chapter twenty. You know, Second Timothy chapter. Chapter 2, I keep saying chapter 20. <laughs> Second Timothy chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse 20. I keep saying chapter 20 for some, some reason. So again, Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 20, and we'll pick it up here in just a minute.
All right, let's go into a word of prayer, you guys. Heavenly Father, thank you for another day, Lord. We thank you for our life, health, and strength, Lord. We thank you for all the things that you continue to do for us, all the things that you give to us, Lord. Help us to continue to be uh, steadfast. Help us to continue to uh, just run as never before, Lord. Uh, no matter what's going on in our lives, Lord, continue to remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight that you would open our ears, open our minds, open our hearts to your word, Lord. We're praying that each and every day, Lord, we would become more and more like you. You would increase in our lives, Lord, and we would decrease. Uh, Lord, we're praying for those going through so many trials and tribulations, Lord, so many sick, uh, so many uh, affected in their mind, Lord, going through uh, just so much stress, anxiety, whatever, Lord. We're praying for all of us at this hour, Lord, uh, even the world as we go through uh, so many people getting COVID and various other sicknesses. Lord, we're praying for your hand to just be upon uh, the world at this time, Lord. Uh, and the most important thing, Lord, we're praying that we would be saved. Uh, it, what, is, what would it profit us to be healed of our sickness, Lord, and to go to hell? What would it truly profit us? So, Lord, we're praying most importantly that we would all just be saved, Lord, that something would be said, that we would hear something throughout our daily journal journey, something, Lord, to just Bring those lost sheep back to you. So, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Yeah. All right. So, let's pick it up. Second uh, Timothy chapter 2, and let's pick it up at verse 20 there. All right. Everybody got it? Yes, sir. Uh, but in a in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver but also wood and of earth and some to honor and some to dishonor this is what we're talking about tonight being profitable for the master's use he said, in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. In order for us to be saved, because I believe that's our goal. I don't believe we would continually come to Bible study. I don't believe we would continually go to church. I don't believe we would continually pray, uh, doing whatever things we're doing, uh, making preparations to see the Lord. I don't believe we would do these things if we didn't want to be saved. And so here in verse 20, Paul, uh, writing to Timothy, he lets us know that in the church, now, that's the great house. In the church, there are going to be vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. There are going to be people in the church, 
some will be saved and some will not be saved. And so our ultimate goal has to be we want God to use us. See, all of us can be used by God, but not everyone wants to allow God to use them how he wants to use us. See, we look at uh, the things that God gives to everyone else. And, you know, we begin to envy. We begin to think, you know, well, why God, why won't he use me? I got a question. Because mm -hmm. I was praying one day and I thought about it. So is that like being covetous where you want to have the gift that someone else has? Like, let's just say, I don't know, like preaching. I wanted to preach and that's not what God called me to do. Well, is that like covetousness? Well, that would be wrong. That, that would be a lust that we have within us. Sure, it would be a lust within us. Some gifts, desiring certain gifts, I'm not saying that's sin, but there are certain things that might not be for me, though. Every, uh, you mentioned preaching. I'm starting to sweat already. You mentioned preaching. Everyone just cannot be a preacher. But because uh, people on the outside looking in, they say, oh, wow, you know, they feel it's such an honorable job, which it is. I'm not saying it's not. But, excuse me. Uh, so people want, Let me put it this way. In life, we want an honorable job. Uh, we look at a doctor or a lawyer, you know, someone of that, of that status, uh, something of that caliber. People want a position like that because we feel that a lot of respect comes with it. But we don't ever really look at the trials and the hard times that come with those things. Also, the Bible tells us to whom much is given, much is required. And so when we're looking at things uh, along those lines, we're only looking at, we're only looking at that respect that we might be uh, demanding, so to speak. But that is really what gets people into a lot of trouble. See, people think uh, just be, just preaching is just, you know, you don't really have to do anything but just read some scriptures and, and that's it. But, but that's not it. Uh, Jesus told us the preacher should be the least among us. The preacher should be the servant. We don't want to be somebody's servant. But even being a preacher, God has had to teach me a lot of valuable lessons. He's had to teach me to love people even when they don't love me. And I know we say, well, he told everybody to do that. That is true. That is so very true. But now God especially is going to put a preacher in some uh, positions where he's really going 
to help that preacher to understand why he called him for this job. See, I think about Moses a lot and what Moses endured with the people that God sent him to. These people, they were driving Moses crazy. They were driving him crazy. But God had to show Moses he still had to love them. See, when we get upset with people, we say, well, I'm just done with them. Well, I won't, I won't even mess with them no more. But being a preacher, God has showed me, even when you're done with somebody, you still can't be. So I'm not, I'm not giving it to you the way I really want to. I'm, I know I'm burning up. For, excuse me for one second. But what we have to realize is God has chosen each and every one of us for a certain job. But now he doesn't look at jobs as other people look at jobs. See, I, I, um, you can take any job in the world. It doesn't matter. Uh, it can be McDonald's. And, you know, we, I don't know why we always use that as an example. Um, I actually like McDonald's uh, sometimes, at least. Uh, well, at least their fries. Their fries are good to me. Um, but so even if you take McDonald's, you have somebody in there that has to cook the fries. You've got somebody that has to cook the burger. Uh, you got people to put the food together after it's cooked. Uh, you have somebody running the cash register. And now if you have been exposed to people at jobs, you'll see the person running the cash register. They feel that they're better than the person back there putting the food together. You have the people back there cooking the, the food on the grill, they say, oh, so-and-so at the cash register, they don't do nothing. It's not like they have a hard job. You know, that's just a common thing that people feel. Whatever job you're personally doing, you think the other person's job is not that important. It's not that hard. Anybody can do it. You know, I've, I've heard people say that all the time about every other person doing any other job, but you know they're not willing to do that job. So if it were so easy, if it were not even that important, why won't you do it? But that's how we are uh, as people. That's how the devil deceives us. But all of those jobs are equally important in order for people to get their uh, order. For people to get the food that they, they place an order for, they have to have somebody to run the cash register. They have to have somebody to cook the fries. They, even if somebody said, well, I don't want no fries, somebody else is going to want some. So each job is important. And so when it comes to God, it's no different. God feels that we all play an important role. You might not do the same thing. It's not about that. Everybody doesn't have to preach. Every person doesn't have to sing. Every person doesn't have to play the instrument. But each person still 
does a valuable job. Even if somebody just claps their hands, that's something important. And so this is what, these are things that we find in the church. Let's get back to where we are. Uh, so in verse 20, he says, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth. You know, I begin to think about this. And even in our natural homes, there are things, there are vessels of honor, and there are also vessels of dishonor. And thinking about it, when you uh, suppose um, you, you're going to have somebody come over for dinner, and you know, when they come over, we want to pull out our best things. Now, we might have plastic plates in there, we might have paper plates, but we're not going to feed them off the paper plate. We're going to pull out the glass for them. We're going to pull out our vessels of honor for them. And in fact, we might not even want them to see the paper plate. I'm just using that as an example. That's really not what he's talking about here. Just using that as an example. But there are certain things in the church, because he's really talking about us as people in the church, in this great house. Some people are going to be profitable for God's use, and other people, they're just not going to be. And so I want to, uh, let's read 21 first, and then we'll go back up because there's some important things he points out here. Let's pick up 21. <clears throat> if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. He said, if we would purge ourselves from these. Now the these is the people who are not going to be used by God. He said, if you would purge yourself from those people, he said, then you would be profitable. You would be ready for God's use. We're coming from 2 Timothy chapter 2. And we're at 21, but we're about to go back up. Uh, read that verse one more time for me. Again, that's 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 21. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. He says, if we would purge ourselves, if we would uh, cleanse ourselves, in one place he told us to come out from among them, if we would separate ourselves from people who are actually holding us back, from things that are holding us back. 
He said, we will be profitable for God's use, for the master's use. But we have to be willing to separate ourselves. He told us in one place, he said, lay aside every weight and the sin. But he also put in there the weight, too. It's not always something that's a sin holding us back. Some things are just dead weight. He said, lay it aside. If we would do this, then we'll be profitable to God. And so we cannot be profitable because there are some things holding us back. And a lot of times, what he brings out here is going to be some people. Might be some family. Might be some friends. But now, this is, this is going to be in the church. This is going to be in the church. Uh, thank you guys all who have joined. We are in 2 Timothy chapter 2, and we're going to move up. Uh, let's go back up to verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 16. We're talking about being profitable for the master's use. You know, there is no point of us being in God's church if we won't allow God to use us. We're not profitable. We're not serving any purpose. We're not benefiting. So he said, if you would get away from things holding you back, then God can use you. And so he's going to bring something out. Let's go back up to verse 16 and see what he says. but shun profane and vain babblings. So they will increase into more ungodliness. He said, look, these foolish talks, he said, look, just avoid that stuff. See, this is going to go on in the church. You know, and I've uh, even, even earlier, talking to my pastor and uh, he was talking about someone telling him how uh, COVID came from China. And you know, this is nothing but some foolish talk. Now we really don't know. Now we can say what well, they said over, somebody over here said it came from China. People, we don't really know. But Honestly, what does it matter now? Somebody's going to say, well, yeah, it came from China. And you know what they're going to do? Try to make you hate Chinese people. Mm. That, that's what it's going to do. It's not serving any profit. It's just leading to more and more ungodliness because it's God's will that we love everybody. Regardless of what, what goes on, it's his will that we love. Somebody's going to say, well, oh, it, it came from the towers. You know, it's just something for us to talk about. But we don't really know. All that we understand is people are getting sick. And we need to be praying toward God. 
for his hand to be upon us. So he said, avoid foolish talking. People do it in the church all the time. Sometimes people just want to argue about nothing. Uh, let's pick up that next verse. And their word will eat as do it a canker of whom is Hamas and Philitis. Now, he, he said we need to purge ourselves of these type of people. See, Paul, he, he, he goes and calls out some people who fall into this category. He said there's some people in the church. He said they're not profitable to God as far as allowing God to use them. He said that they're, they're just foolishly talking all the time. And their words, he said their words, it will eat like a cancer. You know, cancer will continue to grow, continue to uh, uh, consume a person's body. Cancer will just continue. I was looking some things up on cancer, talking about how it could uh, be manifesting itself for 10 years, for decades. Uh, I seen one thing said even up to 40 years. Cancer continuing to grow and grow and grow and become larger and larger. He said, this is what these people's words are like. They say things. And those words just continue to stay with you. And it continues to grow in your life. But it's not doing anything but hurting you. He said, these people, Hymenius and Philetus, he said, you got to purge yourselves from people like this. Now, he just used some examples then. We got a lot of these people around us today. He said, these people are in the church. They are in the church. Look at what he said in verse 18. Who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faithful son. Look at what they were telling people. They said, the resurrection has already passed. You already missed it. They said, the resurrection is already over. You missed the rapture already. Look at what they were telling people then. But this is just one of the lies Paul brings up. But this is what's in the church. You got preachers saying stuff like this. You got deacons. You got the sister, the mothers. Father, you got all kinds of people in the church doing this. So Paul wants to warn us that this goes on in the church. That's what I want to warn us about tonight. We're going to be surrounded by all sorts of lies, hypocrisy, all sorts of things. And the devil is doing nothing but using someone. They're profitable to the devil. So he said, 
I want to warn you guys about a couple of people who've been in our congregation telling people, look, the rapture has already passed. It starts out by saying, they start out by saying stuff like this, well, the rapture has already passed. And you know, that grows into something bigger. They say, you know, Jesus, he, he wasn't even real anyways. It, it just continues to grow. Eventually, God isn't real. These things never stop. They just keep growing, just as cancer does. He said their words are going to eat, just like cancer. So we have to be on the alert for these type of things going on in the church. We got people preaching, saying stuff like this. I remember listening to, uh, well, I heard, I heard one preacher, I really don't listen to him, but I heard one preacher one time. This preacher said, there is no hell. You know, these are the things that the devil is throwing out there. And he'll have someone say, I'm a preacher. They'll say, you know, it's not even a hell. And somebody is going to believe it and is going to overthrow someone's faith. Where someone might have believed at first, the devil put some lies out there. And now all of a sudden, they're believing in something totally different, something completely contrary to the word of God. So we have to take note of this. It's happening all around us. Whatever the word of God says, we've we seen that happen with, uh, in the very beginning with Eve. The devil said, look, you're not going to surely die. You're not going to die. You're not going to die. But God said, you are going to die. That's what God said. And so the devil is sending people, even into the church, because I know we're not expecting people to be in the church like this. We're expecting the church people to be right. And so we might let our guards down. We will be so hurt if something like this came from a church person. But that's exactly what the devil wants. For us to believe someone just because they were in the church. But he said, this is what's happening. This is exactly what's happening. Let's keep reading here, verse 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standing sure Having this seal, the Lord knows them that are his. He knows them that are his. I thank God he has some children on this call tonight. I thank him that he knows those children that are his. What's the seal? The Holy Ghost? That's the seal that he gave us. What? The Holy, the Holy Ghost. Ghost. He sealed us in one place. He talked about how he sealed us with his Holy Spirit. So I thank God he knows us who are his. Uh, we talked about last week 
how sometimes people will bring up things you did in the past. Um, it might have been five years ago, might have been one year ago, might have been, you know, months ago. But if we have changed, people will still try to bring it up. But God knows those that are his. Yes, when you bring it up the most, same, right? Yeah, because people don't want to see you change. They want you to still be doing the same things that they're doing. That's really what they want. But God knows those that are his. I thank God that he chose me because of course we understand that he didn't have to choose us, but I thank God that he did because as I sit back and I look at how many people are lost in the world, you know, we ought to cherish this opportunity to be saved. I mean, just look around in our families, uh, in our friends. Look at all the people who are lost in the world. One of the kickers for me was also like having the truth, but also having God's peace. Like there's just a big difference. Um, you know, at the time when I was in the world, I didn't know I didn't have peace. But once I've got God's peace, it's, it's just different. Mm-hmm. It's a peace like nothing, nothing that we've ever experienced. You know, you can be sick uh, even on this past week, being sick and yet feeling so much joy because I understand, you know, God has saved me from the life that I had. Saving me from the life that I had lived. So, yeah, you can be sick and still having a good time. You know, you can you can see so much destruction, so much so much pain and uh so many horrible things going on in the world, but then you still see the mighty works of God, uh the loving kindness of God, how He's brought us through so many trials and tribulations. Uh, I was listening to a preacher today, he was talking about uh, just so many milestones um, and he, he was using the, that milestone as something that God brought us through and so um, he, he started talking about different prayers throughout scripture and how in these prayers people would always bring up some of the things that God brought them through whether it had been a year ago, five years, 10 years, 20 years, it's just something about looking back over where God has brought you through. Uh, even okay. as we've had uh, so many people getting COVID at this, uh, at this time, even just looking back and thanking God for how he's brought them through because somebody didn't make it. You know, even if it wasn't COVID, even if it were a cold, talked about it last week, there are some things that we look at and we say, oh, that's just, you know, that's something that normally happens all the time. Yeah, but God didn't have to bring us through it. We can get a vehicle or ride to the grocery store. But somebody didn't make it to the grocery store. So, so, so many of these routine things, somebody's not making it through. Hello? 
If only. Yep. Hey, I gotta say something. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, hey, but but everything about what you were saying, those are true. It's just like I was listening to this preacher last night on TV. He was saying, he was just saying, no matter what we do and be obedient to God and lined up in His will, he's just doing a sermon about that. We like he was saying how we were gonna die. In a way, and a lesson, I think it was last week, a week before that, and the guy was like, he was like, we can still be obedient, but we still going to die. Yeah, we're going to die anyways, but we might as well die being profitable to God. We might as well die on the yeah. There's a lot of people dying going the wrong direction. Mm. And so mm. what is that profit? What does that profit? So I'd rather be used by God. Man. Sure, we're going to die. Ain't no doubt about that. We're going to leave this world one way or another. And so I want to leave here having the testimony that I please God, as Enoch did. We're trying to please everybody else. We want to please uh, our friends you know, relatives. We want to please a lot of people in the world. Some people do stuff just to please you, uh, especially me being a preacher. I've seen people do stuff to try to please me. Uh, I've seen, I walk up, uh, mm -hmm. I might be smoking a cigarette. He'll try to hide his cigarette when he see me. I understand. He's trying to show some respect. I get it. But my thing is, look, why don't you show that respect to God? Because... Mm. He saw he saw you before I did. You know, so let's be pleasing to him. I understand we want to respect one another, but let's be pleasing to God first and foremost, because he's always watching. He sees that stuff we're looking at. He sees the stuff we're doing when nobody else sees. And so... He knows, the scripture told it. He knows them that are his. He knows. But what we try to do is we try to show people I'm a child of God when we're in front of them. When they're around, when they're watching, we say, yeah, I'm a child of God. See, I don't do this. But when we're not around, we're doing it. When somebody's not around, they're doing it. But God knows those that are his. We cannot fool him. I don't know how many times I've said this, but we can't fool him. So he said, this is going to be going on in the church. Let's pick up verse 20 again. 19. Come again. Are you going to get through with 19 or you want to go to 20? Uh, let's go to 20. All right. But in the great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. In a great house, this is the church. He said, in the church, you're going to have some vessels of gold and silver. These are those people brought through the fire. God has purified them. 
making them whole. People who are meat for the master's use. But he said, you got some other people in there also, of wood and of earth. You know, wood, it can burn up. You put the wood in the fire, it's going to burn. These are those people. God can't use them because they won't allow him to use them. He said there's two type of people in the church. Now, this is in the same church. So what do you mean by, like, purge or seraphim? Didn't he say, like, God would do the separate? Yeah, God is going to separate who's going to make it in and who's not. But he's telling us, come out from among them. See, look at... Uh, in verse 21 is where she's getting this question. If, if a man therefore purge himself from these, we got to get away from those people who don't want to be used by God. So, you so I'll tell you what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, all right, if, I, if we're in the church, you can have, uh, let's say you, you're in the church and you got some friends in the church. And they might be trying to halfway do right. And they say, you know what? You know what? Uh oh, like you got some noise coming from your phone, Jeremy. So uh, he said, purge yourself from these type of people. You can be in the church. And <clears throat> you could encounter some people that are also in the church and they're just going to town talking about uh, it could be another sister in the church, could be another brother. They could just be going to town talking down on this other person in the church. Now, I'm just using this as an example. Uh, let, let me let me put it this way. Since we talked about um, people bringing up past, let's say you can have somebody in the church, they have changed their life. But now you have another sister in the church brings up how this brother used to do this, used to do that. It could have been 10, 15 years ago. But they just want to keep talking about, it. yeah, you, you, you remember so-and-so did this, so-and-so did that. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking about. I mean, what's the, what's the purpose of this? What's the purpose of this? If they have now moved on and they're trying to live holy, we got to purge ourselves from those type of people. The scripture says the scripture says we're supposed to abstain from all appearance of evil. Mm -hmm. We got to remove ourselves from that type of thing. Even if somebody right. make me talk about something, I don't I don't wish to discuss. You don't have to talk about everything somebody try to bring up. You can just you can just start changing the subject. Even if you say, "Well, we were just already talking," you can just change the subject. You can say, well, you know, I, I thought they gave up that. You know, they're, they're not doing that stuff anymore. So, you know, I thank God. You know, I used to do stuff wrong, and I don't do the same stuff I used to do. It, it's so many ways we can uh, divert the conversation. 
There's so many things we can do. But instead of us doing that, you know what we'll do? We say, well, what else, what else did they do? I, I didn't know they did all that. I, I, I heard they did this too. Then we start lying. <laughs> we start saying so we hadn't heard anything about. See, that's how the devil gets us. We'll become unprofitable to God because we're continuing to entertain things we shouldn't be entertaining anyways. There's times where people might start telling me something. I say, look, I don't have to hear all of that. You don't need to tell me all of these things because a lot of that stuff is not important. I'm better off not knowing some of this junk. It also says that we're not supposed to take not, not only are we not supposed to be doing things, we're not supposed to be taking pleasure in those that do those things that are wrong. And that's what we do. We're taking pleasure in it. We can't wait to find out the wrong somebody's doing. We can't wait to find out so we can go and talk about it. So do us just as people, we just like bad news of other people? Sure, because we don't want bad news of ourselves. We don't want them to talk about what bad stuff we did. So we want to hear about somebody else. Because I guarantee you, if they start bringing up the wrong stuff that we did, we'll find a way to change that conversation. And we just sound like the Pharisees. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of, a lot of times whenever folks are doing that, it's like you said, it's, it's wrong that they're talking about the wrong that others are doing that uh, they um uh, that they are actually doing within themselves and trying to, um, you know, the scripture says, whenever the light shows up, two things happen. It, 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 um, it reveals that that's going on, that, that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing. And, um, you know, it, um, uh, whenever the light shows up, it actually pushes out darkness, but it also reveals those things that you're doing that you don't need to be doing. Yep. We don't want people to bring up our dirty laundry. We don't want it, but we're fast to bring it up on somebody else. And so he said, you better purge yourself of these type of people. You know, even if, if, even if it's somebody who is trying to do right in the church, halfway at least, still, we don't have to get involved with it. We don't have to. And so that's what he brings up here. He goes back and, and uh, calls out. Uh, two individuals in the church uh, in verse 17. And it actually, he actually called out those people in uh, in First Timothy also. And so he, he definitely had to have had some real issues out of these people, uh, which I'm sure he had issues out of a lot of folks. But they are just going to be these type of people in the church. You might try to spread the true word of God. You might try to uh, even share your testimony <clears throat> with somebody. And you'll have people, you can't even tell your testimony. And people say, nah, I just don't believe that. Now that just didn't happen. Well, you, you don't have to believe my testimony. I'm just telling you what God did for me. But what they're going to do is make it out, uh, make sure, at least they're going to try with everything they have. That other people won't believe you either. There's miracles. There's things that take place in our lives that we'll witness. 
that will know, man, I know God did this for me. They said, God didn't do that. And they'll go around and try to prove to everybody else, God didn't do that for you. So basically, it's just gossip. <clears throat> sure. But here, uh, with these people, they started directly contradicting uh, not, not just Paul, but the scriptures also. They said, look, man, the resurrection, Paul around here preaching about the resurrection. They said, man, the resurrection already passed. They said, the resurrection already passed. You had people, uh, <clears throat> even the Sadducees, they said, look, it ain't even no resurrection going to happen to begin with. So there's all types of people. These are people in the church. You have people that believe this same stuff today. They say, oh, nobody's gonna, not everybody's even going to make it uh, to heaven or hell. You have people that believe this type of thing today. They say, look, you're not going to go to heaven or hell. You're just going to die, and that's just going to be it. There's all sorts of lies being spread in the church in the church but we have to know what the truth is so we got to get into the word excuse me we've got to get into the word and find out what is true and we got to hold to the truth because somebody is going to try to change us from what God said, somebody's going to do it. But if we would hold on, if we would hold on, we would be profitable for the master's use. I want to get one last thing because I feel like I'm coughing more and more. Uh, in the book of Matthew, chapter 13, in verse 54. Again, we're in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 54. I just want to look at this one last thing on how people's words have such a very big effect on us. Uh, let, let's pick it up here. Uh, yeah, let's, let's start at verse 54 here. Everybody got it? Yes, sir. All right. And when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue in so much that they were astonished and said, whence have this man, this wisdom, and these mighty works? Now, this is Jesus coming back into his own country, place he was born in, his hometown, coming back to his own people, people that knew him. They said, look, when did he, where did he get this from? I love when I come back and read these verses because you truly see people treat you this way today. Especially if you get saved. 
and you try to start telling those same people you grew up with, the same people you used to do a lot of low down wrong things with. They said, man, who, 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 who is this guy? Who are you now? Man, I remember you used to do this same stuff. You know, <laughs> it still happens to this very day. But look at what words they're going to say here. Let's read verse 55. Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? His brother and James and Hoses and Simon and Judas? Mm -hmm. And his sisters, are they not all with us? When, when then had this man all these things? They said, don't we know him? Don't we know his mother, his brothers, his sisters? Don't, isn't he just a carpenter? See, somebody's words, somebody's words will have a big effect. People will look at your occupation. They say, oh, ain't, ain't this person just a carpenter? Well, what do they know about God? Look at what they did to Jesus. The one who knew the most about God. All they could look at was his occupation, who his family was, who his brother was, who his sister was. That's all they could look at. And so now that someone knows this, they'll begin to tell other people, oh, you don't have to listen to him. Man, that man just a carpenter. This is what people will do, though. If we're not careful, people will do this and we'll, we, we will neglect the very people God sent us to help us. That's what they were doing. They're neglecting the very one who God sent to die for their sins. Because I'm certain somebody was going to hear what they said. Somebody might have started believing them. And then once somebody else said, man, he just a carpenter. He don't know. Somebody said, hmm, you might be on to something. People's words, they'll eat like a cancer. It'll start out as something so small, and it just continues to manifest itself, continues to get larger and larger. And all of a sudden, we're now, we have now become unprofitable to God. He can't use us because we won't believe in anyone he sent. And we won't believe in any of his words. All because of how they looked at Jesus. They wouldn't even believe what he said. Let's keep reading here. We had 57, right? Yeah. And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor. He said, the prophet doesn't have any honor. He said, this is, what, this is what he told us was going to be in a great house, some vessels of honor. 
and some vessels of dishonor. He's surrounded here by vessels of dishonor. They won't give honor to God because they're looking at an occupation. They're looking at whatever things that the devil can put in our minds to cause us to think lower of someone. This is what they're doing. And the devil still does this today. He's still doing this today. I'm certain he did this with Hymenius and Philetus. They began to pick apart every little thing that they could find to find something wrong with what Paul had been telling them. They said, oh, there's no resurrection. The resurrection is already passed. Paul told us this was going to happen. They said, oh, if there was going to be a resurrection, why is everything still going the same way it's been going? People have been talking about this since the beginning. Nothing has happened yet. What they don't realize, though, Tony, is they're actually fulfilling Scripture themselves. Because the Scripture says that it's going to be that way. That's what he said. Another thing, Kiara, uh, one of the interesting things, what you talked about, about um, uh, being a gossiper, the, the, the Scripture actually gives another term to describe a, gossip, a gossiper, uh, and the term that the scripture used is a, a backbiter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being a busybody and busy all that. Mm-hmm. But and those things sound so. Uh, the scripture talked about people having itchy ears because we want to hear a certain thing. Somebody can walk up to you and say, you know. Uh, we, we can get out of Bible study right now and somebody can call you, uh, somebody, let's say somebody else from the Bible study call you, you know, I, I'll use myself. I'll use myself as an example. We get out of the Bible study and I call Casey and I say, oh man, man, you ain't going to believe, you know, David was in Bible study talking, but you ain't going to believe what he did yesterday. You're going to say, what, what, what he did? What he do? What he do? I said, oh, no, no, no. I better not tell you. I better not tell you. <laughs> if I do that, you know, all night long, you're going to be wondering, wondering what he did. And after a while, that urge will get so big, you might call somebody else and say, yeah, you heard something about David because Tony wouldn't tell me what he did. So that, I'm just using that as an example to show there's some things you just want to know. There's some things we just we're just craving to know. But now some godly things, we're not craving it. He said, "Oh, well, you can tell me another time." <laughs> we're not so concerned with it. But there's certain things. If somebody just uh, tempts you with some knowledge. They might not even have heard anything to begin with. I might not have ever knew anything about anything David did. I could have just made something up. But now we get interested. Well, I want to find out. 
It's That's the way the world is. They want to hear all this negative stuff. Uh, they, they believe a lie before they would um, uh, believe the truth, and uh, they would rather hear a lie than the than, than the truth. So, true. exactly how we are. So true. So he said, "You got to purge yourself of these people. We got to learn to stay away." But I say, "Look, man, I don't want to hear nothing about what you're saying right now. Before you even start, don't tell me." Don't even don't even get me involved in that. We're supposed to be uplifting one another, helping each other to make it, not to bring each other down. Scripture even warns not to be a stumbling block to your brother or to your sister. We're not supposed to be doing those things. We're supposed to be trying to reach souls for the kingdom and uh, to not just for ourselves. You know, the Lord didn't save us, Tony, just so that we could be saved. He didn't bless us so that we could be blessed, just so that we could be blessed, but so that we could reach others and to be a blessing to others. And um, it's all about uh, being busy and uh, being a part of his will and treating others um, um, the way that the Lord, you know, showing the love of Christ. And if we ain't showing the love of Christ, um, uh, then, then we're st- we need to really do a self check and get ourselves where that's that's why David said, "Let me get me where I need to be first, because then once I get where I need to be, then I can benefit and be profitable uh, uh, to the work of the kingdom and reach others." Yes, sir, we have to be. We have to. We just have to allow God to change us, and we have to do everything he's telling us to do or else it won't work if i try if i say you know i'm gonna I'm try to be right i'm gonna try to be saved but i won't purge myself from things that are holding me back i'm not going to make it to where i actually want to get because i'm not doing everything he told me to get there because as soon as uh As soon as I hear some of those evil things that the devil's putting out there, it's going to take an effect in me. It has to take an effect in me. Those words, like the scripture told us, is going to be like cancer. Now, I don't know. uh, uh, None of us, without... God intervening, none of us would be able to handle cancer. None of us. But you know what we tell God? We say, I can handle it. I can listen to all of those things I shouldn't listen to, and I'll still be okay. He said, oh, I can hear about so-and-so doing this and that person doing that. I can hear all the wrong things, and I'll still be okay. We try to prove and we can handle certain things, but God said you can't. But we try to make then, him out to be a liar. And then whenever we get to that place where we were warned that it was going to take us to, oh, Lord, help me. Oh, Lord, help me. Well, if you'd have listened uh, to begin with. Yep, we waited too late. So let's do those things uh, that would profit us. He tells us to purge ourselves. There's certain things we just shouldn't be listening to. Certain people, there's even certain people we should be listening to. 
people who don't know anything about God, but those are the people we'll go and listen to. You know, I can't tell you how many times people will ask me something. I've just seen this throughout time. I've seen people ask me something, and I'll give them the answer, but it's not going to be an answer that people want to hear. So they'll go, and they'll find an answer from somebody else, and they'll accept the answer that the other person gave. But it's because we have itchy ears. There's certain things we just want to hear. And we knew the answer that we wanted from the beginning. And we weren't going to stop until we got that answer. So let's purge ourselves. Let's become, let's continue to become a vessel, a person who God can use. God can use us if we're still uh, getting involved with a lot of things that he told us not to get involved with. We're not going to be stronger than cancer. We, we can't. We're, we're just not. It's going to consume us. Those cancerous words are going to consume us. So uh, at this time, are there any questions? Uh, we went a few minutes over. Tom. Yes, sir. When you say purge yourself from people, that means like we can't talk to them no more? Like just, just distance yourself? Yeah, just distance yourself. It's not necessarily saying, well, you can't talk to uh, anybody. But now, it, I, I would say it depends on uh, what we're talking about. Um, yeah. Because some people... Uh, if you continue to talk to them, they're, they're going to influence you. Either you influence them or they are going to influence you. There's only two ways wow. it can go. It's the only two ways it can go. And so if every time you talk to a certain person, let's say you might've tried to bring up some things about God. They said, God, you know, I don't believe in all that stuff. And so after a while, you know what happened? We might just shy away from talking to them about God. And they begin to tell us more about what they believe in. See, they say, well, see, what I believe in are these, uh, these, these palm readers. See, have you ever had your palm read before? You say, uh, no, I never had my palm read before. But you know what does start happening? You start thinking about, hmm. Palm reading, huh? Mm -hmm. Say, well, well how, how does that work? They say, oh, it's, it's simple. You just go there, you let them touch your hands, and they're going to tell you your future. They can tell you your next relationship. They can tell you your next job. Oh, they can tell you all sorts. You say, wow, they, they can? And all oh. of a sudden, God had told us to stay away from that type of thing. But now we're invested in it. Now we're going paying for it. It happens. These type of things actually happen. Now to somebody, somebody might say, oh, palm reading, that sounds crazy. Yeah, it might sound crazy, but there are a lot of people who actually get involved with it. Card readings, 
it gets enticing when they start saying stuff like, oh, yeah, mine's came true, you know, because folks, they be so anxious about what's next in my life mm-hmm. that they're willing to just try anything because God takes them, you know. And we'll well, even, even the scripture warns us, you know, that whenever we're out trying to reach others for the kingdom to be careful that uh, instead of us reaching folks for the kingdom, that we're drawn away ourselves. It's, it's, you know, life is just like secondhand smoke. You, you can be sitting in a room. You don't you, you can be sitting in a room with folks smoking on the pot pipe or whatever they're smoking on. And you don't ever have to do it to be affected by it. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, this unclean spirit done grabbed a hold of you and taking you into places where, and then you're asking the question, well, I want, what in the world, what in the world's going on? How did this happen? Well, if we would have listened, we, uh, we would understand that um, we don't necessarily have to be doing something wrong. Uh, if we're hanging out, eventually uh, it's going to affect us. Everything that we do, whether it's negative or positive, affects every single body that we're in contact or close to. Yeah, we just have to continue to protect ourselves. You know, um, I, I'm, I'm especially that way. Uh, even if somebody's smoking, and my wife will tell you that, you know, even if somebody's smoking like a cigarette, I, I just can't take it. Um, I don't like the way it smells. I don't want to be around it. Um, but we have to be cautious with spiritual attacks, with spiritual things, words. He, he said those words are like a cancer. Uh, James told us there's poison, deadly poison in the tongue coming from words. So words, that that's really what we need to be concerned with. People are so afraid of guns, and I get it. I get why, you know, somebody had a gun to my head, you know, I'd be like, oh, man, what you doing? Yeah, I, I understand. But the gun, the weapons, the sword, the knives, those are people's uh, worst fears. But when it comes to words, we're not that concerned. But that's really what's going to destroy us, somebody's words. Word. Somebody's going to tell some lies and we're going to believe it for the rest of our lives. That's what the devil wants is just for us to believe some things that are not true. And so, yeah, we have to caution ourselves. Scripture warns that we're going to have to give an account for every idle word that comes out of our mouth. We have to caution ourselves. Be careful what we're listening to. Be careful what we're believing in. Jesus told uh, his disciples, he said, look, beware of the doctrine of the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Beware. Because they're teaching some things not true. And so I've heard many people, and we're going to get out of here, but I've heard many people say, well, oh, it doesn't matter what you believe in. Oh, it matters. It matters. It, it matters. So we have to find what's true and hold oh, to the truth because the devil oh, wants to change you from the truth. He wants to change you. He doesn't want you to follow the truth. A little bit of leaven affects the whole lump. The whole, it just starts with a little bit. 
All he has to do is put a little bit in there and it continues to manifest into more and more. It continues to spread just like the cancer, starting from that little bit. So again, at this time, are there any questions? Well, if not, we will say praise the Lord. I'm gonna try to get off of here. I did enough coughing for the night. I'm glad you guys haven't really heard it, but uh, <laughs> I do thank God for you guys. I thank God for uh, him giving us this opportunity to just uh, look in his word. And so I'm praying that we would all be vessels of honor to God, a vessel that God's proud of, um, a person who God can use for his glory, not for our own glory. Uh, I remember uh, I was talking to one guy and he was, he, was a, he was a musician and he was telling me he wants to be great. He said he wants people to mention his name uh, when they think about uh, good guitar players in the world. He said, man, I want people to mention my name. I want my name to be up there. You know, it rubbed me the wrong way because I'm thinking, man, you know, I want everything I do to glorify God. I don't want this to be about, well, Tony's so great, and, you know, Tony's great name. It's not about my name. It's not about my name. It's about the name of God. And so I'm praying that we would have uh, this thinking that what we would do in life it would be to glorify God. It would be to make God pleased with us, to make God proud of us. Because it's not about somebody thinking we're great. Because you know what? We're going to die, and they're going to forget all about us. So we're not so great. We never have been. It's always been God behind us. No matter what accomplishments we accomplish in this world, it's still God. And so if these people would have had this thinking in Matthew 13, they wouldn't have been bringing up, oh, he's just a carpenter. No, this man was great because he was God manifest in the flesh. Wow. So I thank God for you guys. Um, I'm hoping and praying God will continue to be with you guys uh, as we continue on this journey. So until next time, we'll say praise the Lord. God bless you guys. And thank you guys again for tuning in. Lord bless and keep y'all. Great Bible study. Good stuff. Good message. Good night, you guys. God bless y'all. I love y'all, man. Enjoy it, y'all. Take care. I love y'all, man. All right, love, love you guys, too. God bless. All right.